You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. Ah, good nerve, Shabbos. Wow. We're nearly there. The days are getting shorter. In just over a week, it's going to be that amazing, amazing, not just festival, but experience of the receiving of the Torah at Sinai. Yes, it's going to happen to us again. It's a recommitment on the part of every individual to this awesome relationship and partnership. We could light candles tonight by 5.06. Shabbos will finish tomorrow, 6.01. And let's think about how do we prepare for commitment? How do we prepare for a lifelong relationship? You know, for young couples getting married, they love each other, they respect each other, they're really looking forward with great anticipation to spending their lives together. They dream individually. They dream together. They plan individually and together. And they bring their strengths. They put their best foot forward. They want this to work with excitement, love, dedication, anticipation, anticipation and commitment. Their hopes and their dreams and most importantly, their shared goals. Of course, each one of them will be aware of weaknesses. But with great optimism and love, they try to ensure that whatever the weaknesses are, they won't interfere with their goals. A relationship of any kind is going to be a journey. And the young couple wants to be ready. They want to somehow be equipped for the challenges, whatever they might be, they know there will be challenges, but they put all of that aside. They are planning for a relationship that's never been before. With great optimism, they look forward to a life that is blessed, that is strong, that is extremely, extremely unique. Well, in just over a week... That's when the wedding's going to be. The Yontif of Shavuot. Zman Matan Toratenu. The time when we received our Torah, our guide, our outline, with all the details filled in for how to have the most incredible, incredible Life, as a nation, we committed. And yet, what happened there is the ultimate model of man and woman. Chosan and Kala, husband and wife, HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Knesset Yisrael. The Holy One, blessed be He, and His nation. And as we get closer, the Torah readings give us an idea 
of how to prepare. We had a parsha two weeks ago called Kedoshim Tihiyu. All about holiness, being separate, being definite, caring about the detail. As Hashem says there, be holy for I am holy. And holiness there means unique, not just blending in with the crowd, separate in terms of clear, definite, not just anything goes, but a way of life where absolutely everything is directed, guided, and blessed by a Torah way of life. Last week we had a parsha called Bahar at Mount Sinai, details again of how to treat each other, daily life. We're on a journey. Hashem took the nation out of Egypt. Personally, what is Egypt? Egypt is limitation, immaturity, restriction, selfishness. And we left Egypt. It's already nearly six weeks since we personally left Egypt. And through the counting in these past 41 days, we're working through self-examination, introspection, trying to refine weaknesses, trying to prepare for the wedding. There are seven weeks, seven weeks of counting, Usfartem lochem, and you shall count, reflect. And the word, usfartem, you shall count, is also from the word, evan sapir, a sapphire. You shall refine. You shall improve. You shall polish. Why are we doing this? In order to unite with our beloved in the best most refined possible way to give of our best. As a bride prepares, she prepares externally to look her best from her hair down to her shoes, everything in between, the jewelry, the makeup, the nails, the dress, the hair, the veil, everything should be beautiful and look beautiful together. We prepare within from the very top of our heads and what's inside down to our feet, our commitment. Everything in between, we dedicate every aspect of self, our mind and our heart, our vessels of action, our fingers, our hands, our arms to give, to do, to build. For seven weeks we count, very similar to the seven days that a woman prepares to go to the mikveh, immersing on the night or two nights or three or four before her wedding. Hashem has given us an incredible, incredible help in the Torah readings to prepare for Sinai, which will be next week. 
It will be, please God, next Saturday night and Sunday, and then Sunday night and Monday, the Yontif of Shavuos. In this week's Parsha, the Parsha begins, Im which literally translated is, if you will go, follow my statutes, if you will listen to my mitzvahs, if you will listen, but the word is not if tishma'u, but telechu. And the translation is if you will grow, if you will advance. Bechukoisai, what are chukim? Well, chukim is an expression for the kind of mitzvahs that are just rules. The human mind cannot fathom the reason for these things. And Hashem is saying to us, if you will advance in my rules, then you will receive many, many blessings, incredible blessings, and if not, the opposite of blessings. But Hasidic teaching says that the word im is not just if, but the word im is if only Please, if only you will grow, if only you will absolutely put everything you have into the details, into the mitzvahs, for the mitzvahs are the connectors. These are mitzvahs where every detail is a blessing. Then says Hashem, if you will grow, not just do them by rote, give it your all. Absolutely immerse yourself, devote yourself as a bride does to her groom. Then, in great prosperity, we will proceed to actualize our dream. If you do your part, if you will be faithful, please be faithful. Im the Holy One, who is separate, blessed, above, is good. And He desires us. And He wants us. And He wants us to have a life of good. He wants to shower us with bracha. He wants to give us all the blessings of relationships that are peaceful, secure, Fill us with joy, spouses, children, that we should enjoy them in good health and with great prosperity, physical and spiritual, abundance. So he begs us, please do your part. If you will only do your part, if you will advance in my rules, for only then will this arrangement work. You know, this coming week will be Rosh Chodesh. On Tuesday will be the first day of the month of Sivan. And some 3,300 plus years ago, we as a nation arrived journeying from Egypt. We came to the desert of Sinai.
And there, in that final week, the final preparations took place. Dramatic preparations, exchanges between the Holy One, blessed be He, and the nation. Commitment. Personal and collective preparation and commitment began to unfold. And this was to be the culmination of all of human history since creation. And as a preparation, Hashem promises and promised then and promises again material wealth, material prosperity, everything that pleases the human condition. But he emphasizes the partnership that this will especially depend on the Jewish people's observance of his rules. What are his rules? His rules are the mitzvahs that are termed chukim, bechukoisai, the mitzvahs that are, well, there's no rational explanation. These are Hashem's rules. His chukim, they defy Explanation. Interestingly, the word choik, chuka in Hebrew, actually means engraved. You know, there are two ways of writing, as it were. An engraving, unlike a letter that's written on something, joining two things together, because then the letter remains a separate entity from the thing it's being joined to, Observing Hashem's mitzvahs, we truly unite with Him. What's a mitzvah? A mitzvah is not just, oh, a good deed, it's a value, it's a tradition. No. Mitzvahs, miloshan, tzavsa v'chibur. A mitzvah connects us to the mitzvah, the commander. A mitzvah is from the word connection. So the incredible insight of the Rebbe is, how do you engrave? You engrave by removing what was there before. Keeping mitzvahs requires that we negate, that we remove something that was there before. And that's the I. The ego, in today's thinking, secular thinking, that's not a popular concept. But only with our egos out of the way can we connect with Hashem in the fullest possible way. Our egos may seem large, but compared to Hashem who made us, compared to our potential with our ego out of the way, potential for growth, potential for relationships, potential for incredible, incredible connections. Hashem wants us to put our ego out of the way. If you will grow, ascend in the way of engraving, connect with me, with your ego out of the way, then this marriage can work. And that's why Hashem 
made his brachas, his blessings, dependent especially on the observance of chukim, of these type of commandments. You know, when we empty ourselves of our ego, we can come to see Hashem's rewards in a different type of way. We can view Hashem's rewards not as a reason for listening to Him. You know, if you'll be good, your father will give you a sweetie. For sure. But that's so limited. But when we actually, it's not about our needs and being rewarded for what we need. And then I'll have enough. And then I won't be afraid. And then I won't be lonely. And then I won't be hungry. And I won't be cold. There's more to me than all of that. There's more than just a mind and a heart and a body. There's a soul. And there's a mission. Every soul comes down to earth with a mission. And when we can come to see Hashem's blessings and rewards, not as the motivation for complying with His will, but as an essential part of our relationship with Him. It's not about me. It's about us. It's not about me. It's about a greater mission, fulfilling God's dream of what He wants for our soul to accomplish for our collective souls to achieve a dwelling place for him in this world. In marriage, true Jewish, true Torah values is really about unity. It's about the us. Not like the world says, what's in it for me? It's not about an arrangement that's going to make me look good. Not about something that's going to enhance me and make me popular, admired, not lonely, etc. Because, you know, the me I am today, or the me I think I am today, could and will evolve. It's going to change. A 20-year-old has a 20-year-old perspective. Perforce, it's immature. Hopefully, he will grow. Hopefully, it will deepen. Will this relationship grow? Telehu? Only if it's rooted in, only if it's based on absolute goals, absolute shared values, the us. And the us that evolves in shared absolute hopes and dreams requires, well, what we had a few weeks ago, the Parsha of Emor, communication and transmission to the younger generation. It can't be an external, superficial arrangement, an emotional, financial, physical need. It has to be an ultimate, higher, shared goal. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. You know, in these challenging times, so many people are under pressure. And for some, for some of us, at certain times, it all just becomes too much. And to whom do we turn? Here at Chai FM, we're going to be starting a helpline 
some time later in the year. But we're looking for compassionate, caring volunteers, people we can train as call center counselors. If you have a background in counseling or an interest in counseling and you want to find out more, email us at helpline at chayfm.com. That's helpline, one word, at chayfm.com. That's us, chayfm, 101.9 megahertz of caring, of serving the community. I'm Ashi Lipsker, and we were talking about reasons to get married. And if the reason is, well, this person helps me to feel good, helps me to actualize my potential, to reach my goals. But he is not part. We are not joined in a shared vision. Each of us needs something bigger than us to unite us. Each of us will then play his or her part in actualizing that shared goal, that shared vision. Because it's only about what I want. I want company. I don't want to be lonely. I want security. I don't want to be afraid. I want a family. I'll find someone who has the same goal. But we're still actually on two separate tracks. Uh Uh-uh. Bechukaisai, choik, engrave, removal of ego, becoming one, all of that takes dedication. It takes perspective, it takes work, and it's a long journey. But before undertaking the journey, we need clarity. What is it going to take to get to the goal? So Hashem wants us to have a good life. Hashem is good. He is the ultimate perfection of good. He made us. He knows us. He loves us. He wants us to be deeply happy. But he made our human nature. And one of the things he knows about us is that we need challenge. We need what we work at to be worked at in order to make it our own If we're not to take things for granted, if we're to appreciate things, we've got to sweat to earn them, to get them. And therefore, Hashem makes his blessings dependent on our observance of chukim, these type of commandments. It's not a free lunch. Only when we empty ourselves, hard work, of our own ego, which are limited egos, We can come to see the rewards that he gives us, not as the reason for listening, the motivation for complying with his will, but as an intrinsic part of our relationship with him because it's got to be a growth relationship. If Hashem is absolute goodness and we are so limited, selfish, small, If we can only relate to him without the interference of our egos, 
then we can experience his goodness and experience it purely. You know what? Hashem loves us. His self-revelation to us is only present, is only available when we do our part. It's got to be experienced without ego. Interestingly, and we've mentioned it, King Solomon Shlomo HaMelech wrote three wonderful books that are all part of the Tanakh. One is Shira Shirim. He wrote it in his youth. It's so romantic, although it's got the deepest Kabbalistical meaning, and we must never just read Song of Songs without an authentic Torah commentary. But the theme is this incredible erotic love story between a man and a woman, between Hashem and us, and us and Hashem. In his middle age, he wrote Proverbs, Mishlei, in his old age, he wrote Koheles Ecclesiastes, each one reflecting the perspective that changes with age. Every year, as we get ready again for our personal and national marriage at Sinai, Sinai, the prototype of all marriages, we look at the details and the details that matter we look, why the marriage? And we remember that the Holy One, blessed be He, is the Creator. He created the world. And then He proposed to us. He proposed to us to marry Him, to partner with Him, to be His other half, to achieve His dream, to give us a gift that makes us feel so small, and yet we see that we have the potential to become so big. To give us the gift that his infinite dream becomes ours. And in the process, the gift that we can become greater than we are, or than we ever dreamed we could be, you know, on our own, we could perhaps be comfortable, Leave me alone. Temporarily switched off. We remain limited. With him, oh, we can soar. Forever we can keep climbing Telechu to eternal, unimaginably reachable heights. Blessings. Blessings that will be ours and then our children's and then their children's and then their children's forever and ever. Because although there's Sinai, although there's a wedding with music and external perfection, as uh, Imago likes to tell us, there's the unconscious marriage. And then we work for the rest of our married life to make it a conscious marriage. You know, we've been married now almost three and a half thousand years, more than three thousand years. It's time to dedicate ourselves to do it well, to take the early romance, 
to take the wisdom and then the perspective of how empty everything is if it doesn't have an eternal spiritual goal. It's time to do this marriage well, especially because we're nearly there. We have suffered. We've had times of joy and times of pain. We have lived through, we have suffered through, and we're still here. We're still in the relationship. We're nearly at the goal that united us at the beginning, why we have stuck it through for thousands of years. The goal that will take us all to the glorious next level. And in order to look at that clearly, let's share a story or two. We're only at the beginning of the Parsha with this thought, and there's a whole lot more in the Parsha that needs incredible, incredible Hasidic insight in order to see that this too is good, for the Parsha contains what look like curses. But let's talk for a moment about a marriage perspective that we can take into our own lives. And let's talk about really uniting. So remember the story, a practical story, that in in an audience with the Rebbe, a certain man also mentioned that his daughter was suffering from toothache. And he asked for a bracha that her pain be eased. Sometime later, the daughter's husband met with the Rebbe. It was about something else. And the Rebbe asked, how's your wife doing? So the man didn't want to bother the Rebbe. So he said, no, it was only a toothache, which anyway, by now has already gone away. It's already been healed. And the Rebbe grew serious. And he surprised that young man with his absolutely penetrating response. And he said, where in your ketubah, in your marriage contract, does it say that you may treat your wife's pain lightly? And then the Rebbe insisted on hearing the exact details of his wife's treatment. To truly unite, we need to put our egos out of the way and what we call our own cheshboinus. Many of us are endowed with intellect. Some people are really, really bright. And it kind of takes them away very often from the day-to-day stuff. They're in outer space. They're in another orbit. He's earning a living. She's thinking about something else. And they're not present. And the greatest gift we can give each other is to be present. We're not talking about never doing anything except looking at each other and looking into each other's eyes and it's this airy-fairy stuff. But it's about caring about what happens to the other. Because when we remember that everything that happens to the other is from Hashem and the other is my other half, the other half of my neshama, the other half of my body, plagufa, 
and we take what Hashem makes happen to our spouse seriously as part of our shared journey. And to remember as well that Hashem is totally immersed in this relationship. And if something hurts us, it hurts Him. And when something hurts Him, it should hurt us. So if we see a fellow, Reacho, Komoicho, we see another person and they are in pain, it's hurting Hashem. And we need to do our best to take them out of pain, to do whatever we can to heal them. If it's a physical pain, if it's a spiritual lack, if it's a financial pain, if it's a health pain, we have to care. And that is one of the hallmarks of being a Jew. We need to see that if Hashem brings someone into our space and he has caused them pain for everything comes from him. And although we can rationalize as the Parsha that there are blessings and there are, God forbid, the opposite of blessings, but everything's from Hashem, so everything's good. We're never allowed to rationalize that for someone else. It was only a toothache. And anyway, it's healed now. Everything that happens to me is from Hashem. Everything that happens to you is from Hashem. And if I see you in pain, it's my responsibility to say that's part of my journey. That's part of me partnering with Hashem to take away his pain. Because if you're in pain, he's in pain. We need to understand nothing happens by accident. If you will advance in my rules, if you will remove your ego, engrave the relationship beyond external benefits, then it will be a life. Then it will be something of a marriage, a partnership with Hashem that will spill over into every aspect of our lives. Remember that we light candles early. Shabbos is soon. Yay. We don't have to wait so long. 5.06. Sadly, it will leave us at 6.01 tomorrow. However, that's 6.01 at night. However, we have Rosh Chodesh to look forward to this week. Rosh Chodesh on Tuesday. And of course, later in the week, the rules of the Sphere Days will give way to joyous preparation, full preparation for the marriage that takes place between us and Hashem a week from Sunday. Don't forget to be in shul then to hear the Ten Commandments and this week for commitment. Good Shabbos.